Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Hostfully is a property management and guest experience software for short-term rentals that helps management companies, large and small, scale their vacation rental businesses. With features designed to help manage and grow property management operations, this could be the solution for you. Use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Today I am talking to professional speaker and chocolate lover Matt Ward about word of mouth referrals. You know, how to get more people to come to your business, whether they're owners or whether they're guests, through somebody else saying great things about you. And Matt knows exactly how to increase your rate of word of mouth referrals. I've known Matt for many years now, I've seen him speak on several occasions, and he is he's just a funny man, as well as being a good friend and superb at what he does. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information, and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super excited to be back with you once again and just enjoying this fantastic fall weather here in Ontario before we head down to Alabama for the winter. Can't come, well, I'm just going to say it can't come soon enough, but actually, I enjoy wherever I am. I wrote a newsletter today, you've probably had this newsletter, about having FOMO, fear of missing out because I wasn't able to get to the Vacation Rental World Summit in Porto. There was the uh, Florida Alliance of Vacation Rentals that was held recently. And then Matt Landau just announced that he's going to premiere his new documentary series, Home Runners, at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas during the VRMA conference, none of which I'm getting to go to. So I was idly Googling, you know, how you deal with FOMO, you know, as you do. Well, I do anyway. And I found this, this great article about 10 ways of dealing with your fear of missing out. And one of the suggestions was to just be where your feet are. Just enjoy the time where you are. Stop thinking about where you could be and what you've missed out on. But instead, stay where you are and just enjoy the moment. So, yep, when I said I'm, I'm not wishing my time away before I go to Alabama, it'll come soon enough. I'm just staying where my feet are right now and, and definitely enjoying the moment. And I enjoyed the moment when I connected once again with my friend Matt Ward, who is a professional speaker. I last saw him speak at the last VRMA conference in Las Vegas. I think, I think it was in Vegas. And... He was amazing. He did the closing keynote 
and it was, you know, at the end of a conference and everybody's sort of looking at their watches, thinking about what the time their flights are and, you know, are they going to stay to the end of this keynote at all? But he had everybody riveted. He really did. It was, it was an amazing keynote talk. And we learned all about Matt's love of chocolate. He went to school in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And of course, that's the home of chocolate. And so he definitely loves that place and all it stands for. And he shared that with us, but also shared with us a lot about word of mouth referrals and how important they are. And just recently, as I've been putting together a course on owner acquisition and retention, I was dwelling on the whole idea of referrals. You know, how do you get people to refer new owners to you if you're a property manager? And you can do many different things, set up referral programs, etc. you know, offer rewards, talk to realtors, etc. And I went through all of these and I thought, I need to talk to Matt about this and find out, you know, I'm, am I touching on the right points here? Am I reaching everything that we can do to build our referral network. So, yep, Matt is the fount of all knowledge on word of mouth referrals. I'll put a link to his book of the same title at the in, in the show notes. Uh, highly recommend you go read that. It's really, really good. And I will let Matt take it away. We will be stopping about halfway through this interview to bring you a message from our sponsor, Hostfully. They will be joining us to answer one of the most common client questions that they hear when managers are interested in looking at the Hostfully products. So you'll, you'll be hearing that, that break halfway through. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Matt Ward. I am so pleased to have with me today my friend Matt Ward, the breakthrough champion. And I've known Matt for a number of years and I've seen him speak on several occasions. He always makes me laugh. He has this passion for chocolate, which endears him to me no end. And I am so pleased to welcome Matt today to talk about word of mouth referrals. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Heather. I'm super excited. And as you said, I'm, I'm probably the most passionate person about referrals in this world. I don't know why, but it just, I, I love it. I eat and sleep and drink it up. I just love it. Well, I, I often think about you when I'm doing the same or I'm asking people, you know, who, who do you recommend? And just re I think in the last couple of days, we've done it for a tiler. I wanted somebody to come and tile my kitchen and you know, the days of the yellow pages are gone now. <laughs> so I phoned somebody I knew, I phoned a contractor and I said, can you recommend a good Tyler? Yes, he could. And that guy's coming this afternoon. And I've done this on multiple occasions, you know, a vet, a dentist, a carpenter. We go for word of mouth ref referrals all the time. And I don't think we realize how often we do it. But anyway, before we kick off into this, I'd like to introduce you to the audience. You've been on the podcast a couple of times before, but I'd like to sort of recap on, you know, how, how we came to know each other, basically, and what your background is in this business. Sure. Well, first of all, I must say that I think this is a record for me three times on the same podcast. So I'm honored. <laughs> And I guess I'm setting the gold standard for everybody else to achieve to, which is fantastic. Yeah, so my background is in 
web design and marketing. And I owned a web design company in the Boston area for 16 years. And I started a vacation rental. I got an, I commonly refer to it as an Airbnb. It wasn't really, I don't even think I listed on Airbnb maybe once for like a week, but that just seems to be the moniker that people use, you know, the mainstream society uses not so much the vacation rental owners per se. And so I got this property uh, down near Sanibel Island in Fort Myers, and it was really close to Sanibel. And um, I had no idea what I was doing. No clue. So I just went out to Facebook and started finding groups, getting involved in the groups. And you were running one of those groups. And that's how I got involved. And we met. And, and f- from there, it was, it was just a, a utter joy and bliss being around you and Mike and many of the other people involved in the organization. Uh, or the industry per se. And then I showed up to a conference and uh, you graciously had me speak at that conference, which was fantastic. And then in 2000, that was like in 2016, I think. Yeah. And in 2018, I sold my agency for seven figures and I walked away and I became a full-time professional speaker. And I started traveling the country speaking about how to get referrals in, in all types of businesses, but specifically service-based industry businesses. Because there's a core component that's missing, Heather. Most people have heard the statement that people do business with who they know, like, and trust. And I have always believed that that isn't necessarily true. It's missing a core component. And that is that people do business with who they know, like, trust, and care about. And that's really where the referral stuff comes from. Right. And so when I say do business, it's like, who are you recommending? How are you recommending them? It's because there's often that trust level there and that care for the success in their business. So, you know, when you call a contractor and ask for a tiler, the reason the contractor is referring this tile company to you is not so much that they care about your business, Heather's business. It's that they care about the tiler's business because they want to keep referring this person because there's so many people in so many industries that never call customers back. They do poor quality work. They have poor customer service. And contractors aren't the only industry plagued with this problem. In fact, the number one reason why our clients came to us at the web design company is because they told us that they couldn't get hold of their current provider. And, you know, I have an in-ground pool here at my home in Florida, Heather. And I was working with a pool servicing company. And just recently, they ghosted me for over three weeks. And my pool turned green. I couldn't get a hold of them. I couldn't call them. I didn't know what was going on. I just had to hire another company. And I don't know when the next time that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny enough is I feel, I feel like it will. <laughs> let, let, let me just share one of my very recent experiences because this, this will have massive impact on the particular service provider. And it's a, it was a, an insurance broker that for the last 18 years I've been recommending, you know, that they insure many of our clients and they have my insurance as well. And, it was run by the most, the founder of the company ran it. He retired two years ago. You've probably heard this story. He, uh-huh. he retired and some other, you know, the, some of his staff and his family took over. But uh, we tried to get in touch with them because we, we want to, to do some rentals with our primary home. And they've just given us such a runaround and not returned calls, promise, made promises, not kept. And the upshot of it is, is that after 20 years, I'm looking for another insurance broker and I'm not sure I can follow through on any recommendations again. And we probably recommended to over a thousand owners over the last 20 years. And it really got me. That's the biggest mistake. 
that it, people make. Yeah. And and look how look how you feel about it. Look at that emotion that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to do this, but we're not getting the service. And and it, I, it made me reflect on, you know, well, I've been loyal for 20 years and how quickly that loyalty can be diminished. Yeah. So And so, so there's a number of components here, the first of which is is that I talk about when, when you're going to get referrals and you're trying to get referrals, the number one thing you have to do is over-deliver. And that's defined as exceeding your client's expectations. They didn't exceed your expectations with communication, with the promises they made that they didn't fulfill. They failed on those promises and on those expectations. They set the expectation. The reality is, in business, the customer sets the expectations. It's your job as the business owner to discern what those expectations are and reset them if they are not reasonable. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes customers don't know what a reasonable expectation is, and they might think, oh, well, as a property manager, you're going to rent my property out 90% of the time. No, it's probably more like 40% or whatever your market is. So resetting that is important. But if you don't reset it, then you accept it. And you can't exceed it in that situation. Right? It's just unachievable. And it leaves a super sour taste in people's mouths. Not just customers, but referral sources like yourself, who was a property manager referring over 1,000 people over the years. Mm-hmm. And there's not much that they could do at this point to fix this. It's probably just too far gone. And the sad thing is, as business owners, we seek out this business all the time. And yet I can't tell you how many times that I've sent a referral to somebody or connected somebody and they haven't called the person back. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's the point of marketing? Why are you wasting all this money if you don't want these clients? I don't get it. So how, I, I want to talk about small property management companies, you know, or perhaps somebody who's considering going into a, into starting a property management company and how do they get referrals? Is there a strategy they have to put into place? What can they do? Because owners are the lifeblood of this business and it's a hugely competitive field right now. Right. And it's likely that owners aren't really going to refer you. Mm -hmm. Possible. But you're going to, you're going to go into this business thinking that Owners are going to send me other owners. Really? When do owners get together and talk about their property management company? They don't because they don't live in those homes, right? It's just not something that comes up every day. Yeah, they might do some stuff on social or in groups or whatever. That's not how it works, though. You're going to get very few referrals by focusing on owners to give you referrals. Yes, you need to cater to owners and treat them in certain ways, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But the reality is you need to focus on who is going to give you referrals more often than anyone else. And that, in my opinion, is realtors. Realtors are in a position because they're selling homes to people who want to rent them out. And they're gonna be having these conversations with them and you need to teach the realtor one question to ask. Who's gonna manage your property? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is I am, then the conversation ends right there because there's no point in trying to sell somebody wants to self-manage on your service it's just a waste of time and effort let them realize that there's problems in the management world to the point where they have enough pain where they seek out a company and they'll go back to that realtor and ask for recommendations just like you did with a contract but if the answer is contrary actually i'm looking for someone that realtor can now recommend you and the way you get them to recommend you is not by asking them to recommend you it's by a referring them be showing up in their life on a consistent basis, staying in touch. You know how many times realtors contact me 
I'm the referral guy, and they never contact me. But my local agent here is always staying in touch with me. He's always asking me to go to lunch, and every single time we go to lunch, he pays the bill. And most of the time, it's like a $12 bill. We're going to like a little fast food taco place or something like that. It's totally fine. I'm totally cool. I would pay my own bill. But he is just staying in touch with me all the time. Then he, when he gets an investor deal, who's he calling? He's calling me. He knows I'm a buyer of real estate. And I'll do investments. I'll do flips. I'll do long-term things. I'll do rentals, long-term, short-term, all this stuff. He just called me. Literally, Heather, he just called me yesterday and said, hey, you're not going to believe this. I locked up a three-acre parcel of land in Fort Myers. And you know what I'm going to do with it? I said, what? He said, I'm going to turn it into three one-acre parcels. I'm going to sell one of them. And the other two, I'm going to do short-term rental on. You know why I'm calling you? I said, no. He goes, because you're the only guy I know that does short-term rentals. Because he knows I did it, right? And he needs that information. He wants to talk about it. He wants to bring me in as a partner. We'll see what that looks like. But these are the type of relationships that last a lifetime. And it's because he stays in touch with me all the time. And what happens when anybody says they want to move to Southwest Florida? I said, I've got a great realtor. <laughs> the first thing I say, right? Because he's constantly blowing up my phone and in my inbox and we're not always talking about something. And this is what referrals is all about. It's about the relationship that you build. So a couple of things I think people need to understand. First off, referrals take a very long time to happen. You need to build trust and you need to set the proper expectations. I don't want new business owners thinking that they're going to get any referrals in the first year. Mm-hmm. I need them thinking they're not so that they have to work hard to, to build the relationship. And then any referrals that come in the first year is all great. And it's exceeded their own expectations. If they think they're going to get referrals in the first few months, it's probably not going to happen and they're going to be very dissatisfied. So you have to work your referral strategy at the same time you're working your marketing strategy. Two different things. And that's an important factor. So focus on realtors. Do you need to wine and dine them? No, you don't need to do that. But do you need to stay in touch? Do you need to share information with them on a regular basis of what you're doing, what you're up to to do? If you're going to the local chamber event, maybe you want to invite them along and just say, hey, there's this networking event. I, I thought of you. Maybe you want to come along. Hey, I'm going out bowling on Thursday night. You want to join me? Hey, I'm going to go down to the brewery on Friday night and listen to live music. Do you want to join me? And even if they're busy and even if they say no, they know you've reached out to them. And that matters to them because you made them feel special. And yeah. so you go after the relationship first and the business will come second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is absolutely great advice. I've heard you talk on several occasions and, mm-hmm. and have been riveted every time. You tell some amazing stories and... You say that storytelling is important in attracting new clients. So how does that work? What do you mean by that? Look, I, I, I want the listener right now for just one second to close their eyes. Now, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're sitting at your desk and you're listening to this and watching this, I want you to just close your eyes for just a brief second. And think of that 24-foot long. 12 foot wide, crystal clear swimming pool, situated in the backyard of a beautiful vacation. 
perfectly done landscape art. The mulch is like right in the right place. The bushes are trimmed just perfectly. There's no paint chipping anywhere on this pool. And as you're gazing over the pool, you look and you see the nice seating area that's done up with a gas fireplace. And as the sun starts to set over the horizon, the automatic timer turns on and the pool light starts to light up and illuminate that crystal clear pool. And it rotates through purple and then orange and then green and blue and yellow. And then the LED lighting around the edge of the pool starts to light up. And the pool cage with the screens on it start to illuminate. That not a place where you want to be right now. It's about painting a picture for what your guest is going to experience. Because people aren't renting a house from an owner or from you, a property manager, to stay in a home for business. That's not what this is. Yes, you might get a few of those, but that's not what this is. You need to understand who's coming to your house. That picture I just painted for you was a sort of retreat, coastal, time off, spend some time at the pool kind of retreat, right? That you're getting away from home, that's the vacation you're looking for. If you're an avid fly fisherman, that is not the picture you expect to be painted. Instead, it's wearing the tan hat with the fisherman vest, knee high in water, going after salmon in Alaska, right? And so your home that you're managing is in a different location for a different purpose, attracting a different client. And I expect you to talk to me, the person that wants to rent it. Now, Heather, you know I'm a huge side-by-side ATV enthusiast. Travel the country on my ATV. I've been to the Grand Canyon on my side-by-side. A side-by-side is like the dune buggy ATV car, right? I just bought a brand new one this week. It's a four-seater. I don't even have four people in my life to put in it, okay? (laughs) It is massive. Why? Because I'm going on a huge trip that's 10,000 miles in 40 days. I'll be camping in the woods and riding with other side-by-side owners over 40 days, right? This is my joy. It's my happiness. If you have a cabin in the woods, it's along the trail I need to go to. I'm staying in that rustic cabin with an outdoor fireplace where I can gather around my friends and have an adult beverage in, you know, eight o'clock at night. It's a different picture. And you have to tell me this story of what I can experience at your property. You can do that through video, but, but you really need to do it through photos. And those are photos that are done professionally that you take to stage the property and all that, but you also need to do it from the photos of the people that visited your place, stayed at the property. And these are the stories you need to be telling on social media. And to be perfectly frank, you can use the Zoom platform, share your screen with photos and narrate something like I just did and then put it out on social media on Facebook or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But you've got to tell a story. And the minute you tell that story to the local realtors, when people are looking for places, when they're talking about it online, they'll be tagging this place. I stayed at a place called Huckleberry, Huckleberry Cabin or something in West Virginia. 
It's on the trail for ATV. And where at Phil McCoy's, do you know that they make the majority of all their bookings, the majority of all of them, come from the Facebook group for Hatfield and McCoy Trails? Because they are constantly engaged. I booked my first one through them, through that group. They offer Book Direct. They provide their link to the listing site. But they say right there in the, in the, in the post that they're happy to Book Direct. I Book Direct both times that I stayed with them. I stayed with them twice. And I just saw a post just two days ago where uh, the owner posted and like seven comments were like, we've stayed here before. We love this place. And one of the comments is, we're staying here right now. Your place is awesome. They know their target market. You can't tell a story to the world. And what drives me crazy about people that go networking and they try to generate referrals is they start this ideal referral conversation, who their ideal get, uh, guest is in this case, with the word anyone. No, anyone is not your ideal customer. If you're a small property management company and you're looking for owners so that you can manage their property, if you say anyone who has a short-term rental or is thinking about short-term, that's not going to get you referrals. Instead, you need to say, I'm looking for an owner who's managing a property in a remote location because they're in a different state. And they want the comfort and security of knowing that I will check on their property every single week when they're not here. I take the pain and ease and concern out of having this remote property. That's one example. Now, I've already eliminated that group of people all the way down to a smaller number. Right? Or you say, I'm looking to manage properties that only have pools because we're really good at that. right? So I'm looking to manage ones that have uh, boat slips available or has a boat as part of the rental thing or whatever it might be. Become a specialist so that you can articulate who you are, what you do very quickly in less than 60 seconds so that people know exactly what you do and exactly who to refer to. That's the game changer. Yeah, I think that that's very wise. I've talked about this on, on many occasions about, you know, what do we call it, niching down get down to, you know, don't throw spaghetti against the wall and hope that, so, that some of it is going to stick. It is so much better to understand your customer and your client. And I loved what you were saying about um, Facebook groups as well, because I think it's, it's such a great source of referrals that people forget about. You know, they're, they're out there building, and I know you've been a web website in website design and development, but just that simple act of joining a, a local Facebook group and contributing and becoming a local expert that people listen to, and then they find out you've got a place that you rent out or you've got a company that rents out multiple places, then those people are going to come. And I was in a Facebook group, just a local Facebook group, Fort Myers, Florida Facebook group, and someone at the local college, a student there posted, my parents are coming down for parent weekend. And are looking for a, a short-term rental. Is there anybody here that has one that's available this particular weekend? I mean, I'm surprised if that's where they went versus going to the listing site. But that's what they did. And I'm not even in the business, Heather. And I was like, well, my house is set up for that. I'll, you want to rent my place? <laughs> you know, I, did, I didn't really go there. But I thought, I thought, geez, you know, maybe I should get into the... 
Again. Whatever we can get him <laughs> 500 bucks or something, you know? But I'm like, that that's where somebody went to actually post. I was very surprised by that. But you never know what where stuff is going to come from. Well, it's a pretty high percentage of people who, who would prefer, I mean, they'll go to Airbnb and, and look at the reviews. And because we all do that, you know, you don't buy anything these days without right. hearing from somebody else. So I'm get, I guess, you know, if it's a local group and people are on there who obviously know the know the area and may deemed more trustworthy than. And I think the reviews in general, Heather, are starting to get diluted because people are aware that people are being paid for reviews. And I'm not necessarily talking about this industry. But if you go look at Amazon, there's a reason why on Amazon, the reviews will say they're verified. It was a verified purchase because early on in, in Amazon, they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And people were were being sent free product to go on and review it. I mean, there are times where, like, you know, I've written two books, right? Well, they might buy the book from me directly. I make more money that way. Not much more, but I make a few dollars more. And they might go to Amazon and review it, right? But oftentimes in the book world, when self-publishing books, we ask people to go to Amazon and review it. Well, if they haven't bought it, it's going to show up as a non, you know, it's not a verified purchase. Mm-hmm. It doesn't count as much. And the, people are onto that now, and they're more skeptical of it. So I think to your point, I mean, it's like we always check those things, but when you're asking, that's a little bit different. Now you're getting real-time feedback on on these properties. And and you know, but ultimately, I mean that's that's consumer driven. If you want to drive referrals in your business, you really need to get close to, follow, and be in great relationships with realtors. I'm going to take a break from the interview right now to go across to the president and co-founder of Hostfully, our sponsor. David Jacoby is answering one of the most common questions we hear from property managers when they consider switching to a new property management system or they're starting up for the first time. So, David, hostfully, we're back-to-back winners of the VRMB Keystone Awards, one of the most coveted awards in the industry. What does that mean to you? Awesome. Thanks for asking. It means so much. So Matt is such a great ambassador for the vacation rental industry and uh, his partner with the Keystone Awards, Terry White, is just a genius when it comes to property management software. And what's most special about the Keystone Award is that it's not a popularity contest, uh, but rather Matt and Terry demoed dozens and dozens of property management software and really learned the ins and outs of what all they do. When we won the award for, for the first time in 2019, we were really just getting started and we had a clear vision and we knew we were heading in the right place. But getting this third party recognition from experts in the industry was a huge boost of confidence and validation of what we're doing. Fast forward many years later, we've won the Shorties Award, we've won Captera Awards, we've become preferred partner for Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com. But this was the first big external recognition. And I, I even remember Terry at the time, I was so nervous when I demoed for him. And he said, you do not know how good your software is. And just hearing that from him meant the world. That was David Jacoby from Hostfully, the sponsor of this podcast. Now back to Matt Ward, talking more about word of mouth referrals. Okay, give us some more tips because you you mentioned over deliver. Yeah. There's more to it than that. 
Yeah, so we, we the first one is over-delivering, and cert- certainly when you're managing a, you know, an owner, I expect an over-delivery on communication, things you can provide to them, you know, change a light bulb at no cost and let them know that you did it, right? Basic little things like that matter. Checking on the house more than what you promised. You know, every seven days, we'll check on it every four days, right? Not really costing that much more. So that's the first one. Listening. Are you actually listening to your referral partners and to your owners and those type of people? Like, what are you listening to? Are you hearing what they're saying? What are you doing for the guests that show up to keep them coming back and booking? I mean, owners, it's important for owners to listen and do things for guests, but property managers should be doing that too. Um, surprise, what, what do you do with that information? How do you surprise people, especially the guests, so that they get referrals? How can you surprise your owners so that they're referring more owners to you that they might possibly know? Right? Are you doing stuff for them like I love bacon? Like if you if you knew an owner loved bacon, it's not hard to go online and find a bacon gift box and for 50 bucks ship it to them, right? Now yeah, that costs money, but you don't tell them it's coming. You send them a handwritten card and you tell them, hey, thanks. Uh, I love working with you type of thing. It's a fantastic thing to do. And the final thing, yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking about surprises. I remember a story that you told in your keynote, you know, um, yeah. the last keynote I heard you heard you talk about, and yeah. I think it was you, you have to relate that one about I think it was a, a cutting board. The cutting board, yeah. So this was Jed. Jed was a customer of mine, and Jed booked my uh, vacation rental for March of the spring of one year, uh, right after I had opened the vacation rental in September of the previous year, and in like September, October, Jed booked for March. Jed is from Michigan. In talking to Jed, I found out that Jed is a huge University of Michigan sports fan. And so I said, you know, because he asked me if I had the Big Ten Network, which carries the basketball games for Michigan, University of Michigan. And I checked with my cable provider and they, I did not have it. So what was I to do? Add the cable thing, tell them to go to a bar, what I do? I actually added the channels because it cost me 10 bucks a month. It was no big deal. Then I told him about a local bar, which was like two miles away, that catered to Michigan people who have relocated. So they play all the Detroit Lions games, the Minnesota Twins games, and the Michigan basketball games. So I'm like, if you want to meet other Michigan people, go down here to this bar and, uh, and you'll have a great time. And then I was like, well, that's great. But what else could I do? So I contacted a friend who does wood burning on cutting boards, and I had her create the University of Michigan basketball court on a cutting board. And she painted the big University of Michigan M in the middle in in the blue colors of Michigan. The foul lines were yellow. It was all blue and yellow, all University of Michigan. And then I packed it up, and I shipped it to Jed at my vacation rental when he arrived. Because the thing is, the reason Jed was asking these questions is because Michigan is such a great basketball team. He was anticipating that they were going to be playing in March Madness, the NCAA tournament. And he had booked in March, the whole month of March. So he was going to be down here during, during the season. So when he got it, he was enamored. He sent me text messages. He put it on Facebook and all his friends loved it. And that's the type of thing you can do. It, it's not about us. We didn't put our logo on it. I didn't put the favorite son and none of that stuff. 
it wasn't no branding. It was just all about him mm-hmm. and his experience. I think that matters to, to people all the time. That story has stuck with me for, for years, and and cost me less than fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And and in fact, when you're thinking about owner acquisition, you know, in in my course, I'm talking about you know the the lifetime value of an owner, and the lifetime value can be massive. So if you do something that costs you fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, that will help you get another owner that's going to generate a massive lifetime value. It's a very small price to pay. You know, when you think about it, like people will send flowers or Christmas cards or, 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 or bake cookies or something, and, and they do it in bulk to all of their owners. But when you step away from that, you spend the same dollars on a very custom item. It changes the game completely. Yeah. Because now they felt you were listening to them. They felt you care about them. And they feel it truly in their heart. And that draws them closer. You see, every point of communication and touch point you have with your owners is about building a better relationship and drawing that relationship just a little bit closer. Micro steps closer. Yeah. The closer that they are to you, the less likely they're to go anywhere else and the more likely they are to refer you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, you know, over-deliver, yes, absolutely. Listening, I think, is is intensely important surprise is the one that you can really have a lot of creativity and and fun with and yield some really great results from it one of the best things i love to do when i do speaking engagements like workshops versus a keynote is i like to do a hot seat mm-hmm. and have somebody come up on the hot seat and i will literally throw a whole bunch of surprise ideas at them that they could do with their business because we'll start talking about a customer or whatever and then i'll give them rapid fire ideas. And I always tell them record this on their phone so that when they go away, they can re-listen to it or re-watch it. And then hopefully they implement some of those things, you know, and, th- and that's the way I think that you really make an impact. Yeah, exactly. So you've mentioned over-deliver listening surprise. What was the fourth one? Cause I interrupted you while you were about yeah, no, to. It's okay. Non-self-serving <laughs> acts, non-self-serving acts, the things you do for other people that have no bearing or benefit to you. And the, the easiest example I use is like, picking up people from the airport, taking your friend to the airport type of thing. I mean, you can do that as a property manager if you wanted to. You can pick up a guest at an airport. Not the end of the world. It, it doesn't really benefit you. I mean, yes, maybe to some degree it does. They could get a Uber or whatever. But helping out another property manager, helping out a realtor. The realtor wants to go to the airport or on vacation. You take them to the airport. You pick them up. That's that's great time to spend together in the car with, with them. You know, there's no benefit to inviting a realtor to a networking event. That's a non-self-serving act, you know? So how, how can you do things that don't have any bearing or benefit? You just have to be creative about it. Yeah, I saw there was a, a Facebook thread on a group I was watching recently, and somebody said, so, you know, how much do you charge for early check-in? And somebody came back and said, oh, you know, an hour, $50, or two hours, $100. And the, the argument was going backwards and forwards, and the, there are those who say, why would you charge? Why would you charge for early check-in? You know, it, the, the benefits you get for saying, hey, of course, you know, cleaners will have, I'll let you know as soon as the cleaners have finished and you can go on in early. That goodwill generated by that gesture is way more, is worth so much more than the $50. Because the funny thing is, is that when you take that approach, you're caring about the customer. 
Because what else are they going to do in the meantime before they check in? You, you know they have no place to go. The other approach is greed. They're doing it for the money. When you lead with the money and the response time and the response answer like that, it, it's solely about the money. So you're not charging enough. Charge <laughs> enough that all of the pricing is embedded in there. Consumers don't want to get nickel and dime. Don't charge me for the credit card fees. I'll kill you if you do that. I will not ever use you again. Any business that wants to tack on credit card fees on top of what I'm already paying, I will never use you again. I will never refer you. It's the cost of doing business. Just include it all. Raise your price. I don't want to get nickel. I don't want to get. Look, at the end of the day, you're charging me a nightly rate. You're not charging me to use the microwave or the stove. More than lanai. You do charge me to heat the pool. I think that's the silliest fee. Just heat the freaking pool, or I don't heat the pool, but I pay the heating price for the pool. Include it all in. One of the best pieces of advice you gave me, Heather, was never uh, charge a, a, a security deposit. It's too much problem, and it's a nightmare. People are departing with their money. you got to give it back. Instead, just charge a damage waiver fee, and then just throw it all into the price. That's it's super easy that way so that everything is boom there here this is what you owe and then there's not all these extra fees oh i'm gonna stock the fridge and you know all of that stuff it just gets complicated it makes things too hard people want to do business with people that's easy to do business with yeah exactly um this this just reminds me of a story and i can't remember the name of of the owner i mean he was Oh, Matt Landau went and stayed at, at this guy's place. But I, I always remember this, that uh, that what this owner did, and I, and I will find out and put the, uh, I'll put the link to that episode onto the show notes because I think it's important that this is listened to, that this owner contacted his guests prior to their stay and asked what they liked to drink. You know, was it a beer? Was it a wine? And when they arrived, if it was a beer, there was a six-pack in the fridge. If it was a particular wine, that wine was there. If it was a spirit, that bottle of spirits was there. And a very simple thing. But the connection was there. It was a listening. They were over-delivering. They were listening. It was a bit of a surprise. And, and it was it. a completely non-self-serving act. Heather, I booked a trip for nine people to go on an ATV trip from St. George, Utah to the Grand Canyon in September of 2021. Part of their onboarding process for the trip was to ask you a series of questions. Do you have medical needs? Do you have this? And embedded in that questionnaire was, what is your favorite snack? Do you have any dietary needs? What is your favorite snack? What is your favorite drink? Like alcoholic drink. And I put seven and seven. That's what I tend to like. And I show up. So they bring all the booze. Oh, no, they brought all the booze. They had literally a bottle of spirits of everything that everyone had put on their list. So the 7 and 7 was there. The 7 Up was there in cans. The bottle of Seagram 7 was there. They had Jack Daniels because somebody else had mentioned Jack Daniels. And there were nine of us on this trip. And every day, at the end of the day, when we had the campfire, out came the booze, and it was all what everybody liked. And you want to know how to make your customers happy? Do stuff like that. Where it matters, because I should add that we didn't have a great experience to start that trip, right? We got picked up two hours late. That started off bad. On the way to St. George, Utah from Las Vegas, the van overheated. 
We were sitting on the side of the road in Las Vegas in the middle of the desert. They had to wait for a uh, another vehicle to come and pick us up. They couldn't, you know, the trailer had the wheel fall off with our gear in it. Like, it was a mess. We had numerous flat tires. The trail truck blew out. We can tell you all those stories, but what we really remember is that they had all our booze that we all liked because it made all the problems go away. And so when people are traveling to these homes, if you ask them what this person did for Matt Lando, like in the, the six pack of, of, of cider beers waiting for them when they walk in, I like cider beer. It takes all that stress of travel out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just eases all the nerves and the, the anxiety. And now that now they're on vacation, they can relax. It starts it out fantastic. And if there's a problem, a concern, an issue, they're going to be, that, own, that I guess is going to be way dialed back when they contact a property management <laughs> company now. They're not even going to be amped up. No Karens there. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's simple. It, it, it is so, so simple to do these things. It's, yep. I mean, to me, it's just you know, taking a different approach. It's not just a customer service hat. It's, it's it, well, it is the genuine hospitality hat. So that sort of brings us up to our time, Matt. We could sit and talk about this for ages because you, and, and of course, now you've given me so many more ideas about, and of course, I don't run my company anymore. So yeah, yeah, I've got all these ideas. I'll have to pass them on. <laughs> yeah. You pass them on. You don't sell them. That's the beauty of it, right? Because if I could sell them, I mean, I don't know. I'd be rich, but. Well, you've written two books that you do sell. Yeah. So, so what are those yeah. two books? Uh, the first one is uh, called More, Word of Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers, and Raving Fans. That can be found on Amazon. The second one is called The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. And that's about running a very effective small business. And I interviewed 50 small business owners about all the problems that they had. And the number one problem consistently was that they took on the wrong clients. Mm-hmm. And so that book helps people. Small business owners, I, I wrote it for one specific reason, Heather. They get out of the corporate world, they become small business owners, right? These property management owners, because they want three things, more money, more time, and more freedom. And they don't get any of those things because they're struggling and they're on that hamster wheel of small business. This book helps them achieve that by going through the process of, of what to do and what not to do in owning a small business. So mm-hmm. Pretty effective. Yeah. So that can be the high five effect, how to do business with people who bring joy. That can be found on Amazon as well. Yeah, I've, I've read the first one. I have not read the second. That's now on my list to go and pick up from Amazon because I can't recommend any book until I've read it. So that's be on my bedside table within the hour. There you go. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. I, I, Heather, I appreciate it. I hope we get together in person at some time in the future. Um, yeah, I'll take you for a ride in the ATV. Oh, that'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your trip. Uh, I will. Okay. Thank you. Now I've got so many ideas. And if I was, if I was still running my property management company, I would be taking some of those ideas and starting to unwrap them. You know, how can we surprise some of our owners? And I know in in the past we created some branded games. We had uh, branded Euchre scoring systems and they were lovely little things. But it got me thinking about doing something personal. 
you know, for the price that you pay for something to be branded, why not do something that's a little bit more personal and to, to each person, unique, individual, and buy them a, a, a gift that is not self-serving because it doesn't have your brand on it, but it's something that perhaps will be remembered. In Matt's book, More, he talks about writing a handwritten letter. And we never get these handwritten letters anymore, do we? But how nice it would be, even if it's just a postcard. Hey, thank you for being our client. We really appreciate you. You could do this at the end of a season. You could write handwritten letters that are very personal, you know, not not a not a standard letter that you get printed that looks like handwriting and it's the same one that goes to everybody, but something that is unique to each owner to say thank you and how much you appreciate them. So it's not something we ever did. It, it's something that could be done relatively simply. Uh, it's only a few lines. But something personal, I think, would be really, really nice. Something that I would have liked to have received uh, as, as a property owner if I was with the management company. So, so that's it for, uh, for another week. I love this topic of referrals because I'm now thinking about, you know, how I refer people I know, you know, services and providers that I love. I now refer them to others. I'm dental phobic and I have just found the most amazing dentist that puts me completely at ease. I will tell the world about this dentist. If anybody wants to know about my dentist in Huntsville, let me know. You need to go to this lady. That's what it's all about. You know, that, that dental practice goes beyond. They do, you know, they, they over deliver in terms of exceeding what I anticipated. You know, I anticipated a better experience. They exceeded that. They listened to me. They surprised me with the fact it didn't hurt when I last went. And then in terms of non-self-serving acts, yeah, I, I had, I, I was there recently and there was a little bit of extra time and so I got a little bit of extra service. Can't say I enjoy going to the dentist, but it is nowhere near as stressful as it used to be and I will recommend and refer them to anybody. So that's what it's all about. So I'd love to hear from you. You know, how, how do you feel about referrals? How, how, do, how do you refer, why do you refer people? Why do you refer service providers to others? What does it take for them to make you into a referrer? Yeah, send me an email or on Facebook, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'd love to chat with you about that. So that's it. Another week's gone past. I'm going to be heading down to Alabama very soon. Very excited. Very excited. I'll also be at the Book Direct show in Miami, the 17th, 18th of October. I'd love to see you there. Let me know if you're going to be going and, uh, and we will meet up. I'll be with you again next week. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out Hostfully, our podcast sponsor. Head on over to the Virtual Vendor Showcase where you can find out more about this incredible company. And don't forget to use the promo code VRF100 to save $100. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.